welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. Obedience. Sometimes we don't like hearing that, do we? Obey. But that's what we're called to do, to be obedient to the Word of God, to obey the Word, not just hear it, not just recite it, not just memorize it, not just read it, but to obey it. I remember many, many years ago when I was in like first or second grade, I, we used to stop at a party store before we went to school. Our parents would give us, I think like a quarter for allowance or something like that, 15 cents for allowance. That was our... So we would take, you know, and buy candy before we'd go to school. And so I remember I gave the, the owner, he was, uh, you know, behind the counter, and I gave him so much for like three pieces or four pieces of candy. And, and so he owed me a nickel or a dime or something like that. And he said, you know, he said, okay, you're done. And I said, no, no, you owe me a nickel or a dime. And he goes, he goes no, no, get out of here. You're, you're, you know, he thought that it was okay, that that was the right price. Well, I know that wasn't the right price. So I was underneath the counter there. He couldn't see. So in my hand, I took a piece of candy for the exact amount the exact amount for whatever it was, the nickel or the dime. And I, I went like this. I put it in my pocket. I said, okay, all right. That's like, that's like I'm fair square. You know, I'm, making it, I'm making it even, all right? And I'll never forget. I go outside the store. My sister's there. God bless her. And she, she, she's there. And she looks at she, she, you know, I told her what happened. And she says, well, how did you take it without him seeing? I says, well, I'm so short. He can't see my hand underneath here. And she goes, no way. She goes, can you get a bunch of candy that way? <laughs> I said, sure, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so the next time we go to the store, she told me we had it all planned out. She says, well, you know, the owner's wife's sometimes there, and so I'll distract her so she can't see you, and I'll make sure she can't see you do it, right? So let's, let's do this, you know? So I'm this high, you know, I'm a crook. <laughs> it's like... So she's asking for like a shower cap or something like that. I don't know. And she's just going their way like this. And I'm looking at the owner smiling. And I'm filling my pockets up with candy. And it's like, and it's just smiling away. He's not catching anything. You know, and I'm like, this is really working. We're, we're going to score. And I'm thinking in my mind, week after week, we're going to make some real big money or something out of this. This is, this is going to be good. So as I'm making my way out the door, I'm walking out the door. I didn't realize I had a hole in my pocket. True story. <laughs> I'm leaving a trail of candy as I'm walking. And the owner's behind the counter, and he screams at me. I go, what? And he looks, he points to the floor, and I'm like, no. He ran up from the counter. He starts shaking me. As he's shaking me, more candy's falling out. And he was like, you know, give me your phone number. I'm calling your dad. I'm just, I'm pleading with him. Please, you know, kill me. Don't call my dad. My dad will kill me. Please don't call my dad. He says, I never want to see in this store again. I said, you got it. I'll never be in the store again. So I get kicked out of the store. But the thing is, listen to this. I know, I knew that stealing is wrong. I knew that even as a little kid. Why? Because my parents taught me don't steal, right? Where did they get that from? Where do we get our rules from, our laws from? From the Bible. The Bible says that, you know, God chastens the ones he loves. You know, growing up, I couldn't get away with nothing. I don't know about you. I got caught all the time. And I look back at that and I see that's the love of God for my life. But where do we get these rules from? Where do we get these laws from? Where do we get these? We get them from the Bible. And God desires us to apply them because they're good for us. 
I love what James tells us. James chapter 1, verse 23. James chapter 1, 23, it says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. And he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So a, a hearer of the word and not a doer, it's like a man that, that looks in the mirror and his hair's all a mess and he's got, you know, black junk all over his face and he looks in the mirror and he's like, ah, oh, oh, that's terrible. And he just walks away and doesn't do anything, doesn't fix anything. And that's what happens when we spend time in the Word and spend time in the Word and spend time in the Word. We just look at it. We say, oh, I'm terrible, God. Oh, I look terrible. Oh, this is terrible, God. And I, I fall so short and I need so much help. And then we just say, well, oh, well, I'll just stay the way I am. No, we're just look in, the, in the, the mirror of the Word of God and say, God, change me. God, forgive me. God, have mercy on me. God, I, I turn away from my sin. God, I repent. And it goes on to say, verse 25, James 1, 25, it says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, don't you like how that, that, that sounds, the perfect law of liberty? The law of God brings liberty. The law of God brings freedom. The, the law of God sets us free. When you look into this word of God, that's the perfect law of liberty that can set you free and you continue in it, in what? In the word of God. And you're not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. What does it say? This one will be blessed in what he does. Do you want to be blessed in what you do? Be a doer of the word. Do you want to be blessed in your life? Be a doer of the word. Do you want your family to be blessed? Be a doer of the word. Do you want your household to be blessed? Be a doer of your word, of God's word. Apply the word of God. Don't walk away from it and don't say, oh, I'm so terrible. You know, some people too, they, they get so overwhelmed and say, oh my goodness, I, you know, I, I, I fail in this area, I fail in this area, I fail. I can't, I can't do this. And they walk away. Instead of saying, Lord, I can't do this. I turn from my sin. I see it's wrong. Help me to walk in your ways. Amen? Remember years ago, when we lived in Santa Ana, there's a bank I used to go to and I'd go to it almost every day. And there was a security guard there, and I would share with him the gospel. And one day, right there in front of the store, in front of the bank, with his gun on his side, he bowed his head to pray to receive Jesus. I was wondering why he had his eyes closed, because he's supposed to be a security guard, but he didn't care. He was just, he closed his eyes, gun on the side. He didn't care who was there. He didn't care if he'd get fired. He prayed and received Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. A friend of mine gave him a Bible, a little pocket Bible, so he could read it while he was at work. And I would go there, like I said, almost every day. And as I would go there, he'd have his little pocket Bible, and he would just sit there, he'd watch, do his job, but he was just always in the Word. He was just reading the Word, reading the Word. And then I made a habit of it. I'd come up to him and say, what are you reading today? And he would share with me. And then he'd ask me questions. Well, I read this, Pastor, but, you know, I'm not sure what this means. What do you think about this? And I'd say, oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's a great question. And then I would, you know, interpret, you know, the best I could and tell him what I felt it meant scripturally. And then I would tell him what I read that day. And I loved it. It was like a ministry. Every day, I'd just go up to him and just say, hey, you know, what are you reading today? Hey, guess what I'm reading today? And then we would just share it. I'd just spend my time just ministering. He'd minister to me, and it was just a wonderful time. One day, I came to the, the bank, and his face was just down, and he was just, he had his head down. I go, what's up? What's, what's wrong? What happened? And I said, something's really wrong with you. He says, I got to quit my job. I go, whoa, whoa, why do you have to quit your job? He says, well, a Christian came up to me and he, I told him I was a believer and he says, well, you can't be a believer and have a gun and you, you're going to have to quit your job. The Bible says, thou shalt not kill. 
that said, well, it's really thou shalt not murder. It's not killing. It's, it's murdering someone. And that I brought him to Romans chapter 13. In Romans 13, I showed him how he's a minister of God. He's also in the military. And I showed him that you don't wield your sword in vain. In other words, there's a reason why you have that gun. Because if someone comes in here and starts shooting, hopefully you can take him out before he takes too many other people out. I said, you're here to protect us. So I opened up Romans 13, read him Romans 13. And he was like, wow, so I don't have to quit my job. I said, amen, you don't have to quit your job. But you see the obedience that he had to the word of God? He was like ready. He's like, I, if God says that this is wrong, I'm going to do whatever it says. I want to walk in truth. No matter what it costs me, no matter what it hurts, if it hurts my family, I'm gonna, God will provide something else, but, but whatever it takes, and, and that's the heart all of us should have. No, no matter what it takes, this is the standard. This is what tells us you know, what's true, what's right, what's not right. Remember in Luke 11 when Jesus was talking to the multitudes, remember a woman raised her voice and she said, and I'll put it up on the screen, Luke 11:27. 27, she says, blessed is the womb that bore you. She's talking to Jesus. And, and the breast that nursed you. So he, she's just saying, wow, Mary is the greatest. You're, you know, Mary, you know, she bore you and then her breast fed you and she's such a blessed woman. And do you know what Jesus said? But Jesus said, it says, but he said more than that. More than that? More than his mother? This godly woman that raised him? More than that, he said, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it, do it. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the crowd? They're like, yeah, Mary, she's wonderful, and she is blessed. Is she among women? And, and they're all like, yeah, she's so blessed. And then Jesus says, even more than that, blessed are those that hear my word, and they keep it. They apply it. They're doers of the word of God. Jesus said in John 15, 14, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. If you do whatever I command you. I'm going to show you a picture. It's kind of disgusting, but I'll show it to you anyway. It's not what you think. It's Mountain Dew, actually. <laughs> Those are ants. It was funny. Pastor Chad actually took this picture, and he showed it to me. And, he, and I said, can you send that to me? So he sent it to me. These are ants. Check it out. You see all these? And for those of you that can't see, those of you are, uh, you can't see in the back, uh, there's a picture of, it's a cup of Mountain Dew, and there's a bunch of dead ants floating in there. They're dead. But there's a few live ants, if you can see, on the, the brim of the, the cup. And why are you saying, why are you showing this to me? I don't know. I thought you'd like to see it, though. But <laughs> No. I'm showing it to us to remind us that's what sin can do. It can kill us spiritually. And you look at the little ants. You see the ones that are, like, real close to the, to the, the mountain dew? They're, like, right there. Look, what about the ones staring down there, right? That? You see the ones staring down there? I don't know if you could see it on the big cup. He's a goner. I mean, he's that close. He's a goner. He's going to just taste it, and it's going to be so sweet, and he's just going to be, and he's just going to dive in. He's gone, you right? The ones at the top, I think they're, they're, they might be safe. They're kind of observing. They're looking down, and they're saying, wow, wait, I don't know if I want to go down there. These guys are all dying. And spiritually speaking, you know, sin is pleasurable for a season. You know, sin is pleasurable. It, sometimes it tastes good. It feels good. And, and all these things. And it, it's desirable for the eyes. And it's like it looks good. But we have to beware. This is what happens. We die spiritually. We die spiritually when we take hold of sin, when we, when we grab hold of the things of the world. We go back like a dog goes, returns to the vomit. We, there's a warning that goes out. Don't go back. I found this quote. I really like it. Life without God is like an unsharpened pencil. It has no point, right? I added this. 
Life without God and God's word is like an unsharpened pencil. It has no point. Life without God, life without God's word, what point is there? There's no point in life if you don't have God. Amen? It doesn't make any sense. And that's just like a pencil. It's useless. That pencil's useless. Yeah, you can use it as an eraser. That's all it's good for. Let's look back, like in our text. Last two verses we'll look at. John the Apostle, last two verses in our text. Second John, verse 5 and 6. He says, now I plead with you, lady. So the church or the lady of this Bible study, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which you have had from the beginning, that we love one another. This is love, that we walk according to his commandments, and this is his commandment. Did you notice singular, commandment? What is the commandment? That as you've heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. What is that? That's love. He already said that. You've heard from the beginning that we should love one another. So we should walk in love. Love should dictate everything that we do. Love should be in the center of everything that we do. Love should govern us. Remember I told you that I have a neighbor that when we were driving at nighttime down our street, he was shining his flashlight, remember that, in my, in my eyes, in my wife's eyes, and then we couldn't see, and so we you know, gave him a nice little correction and told him, please don't do that anymore. And he got all nervous and stuff, and he's saying that I was speeding or something like that, crazy, whatever. And then, so now I ran into him just the other night, a few nights ago, right? So we come down our street again, you know, and I'm just looking at, I'm just, I'm looking at my speedometer. I'm making sure I'm going like, I'm going like under 10 miles an hour, eight miles an hour, six miles an hour, you know, I'm going really slow. So now he's got a different flashlight. He's not shining ours, but it's just like a glow flashlight, right? So he's like this, and I'm like, and he's waving it. And so I was going down, you know, at nighttime, and he's got this, and he's shining it like that. And then I'm like, not again, not again. And so, you know, I start to get stirred up a little bit, and I just went into the house, went in the garage, and the Lord just convicted me and basically said, I want you to love him. Again, do you know, in my flesh, I have no love for him. And do you, have, do you know people like this, they, they can irritate you like nobody else. He's been one of those guys lately. He's just, he, I don't know what it is. He just, he gets like under my skin. And he's like, because he, he thinks he's the Gestapo of the whole complex. And he's going <laughs> to, he wants everyone to, his way or the highway, you know, and just, and it's just something in me. And then I'm noticing there's things surfacing out of me. It's like, I'm prideful too. You know, I was like, I want to give him a piece of my mind. I'm like, no. And I'm telling you, I went home. I went to bed and I was just laying there. I was so convicted. The Holy Spirit convicted me. And says, it was basically was saying, I want you to love this man because I love him. And I prayed. I said, Lord, thank you. Give me your love for him. I don't have any, but please give me yours. And we've been reaching out. We've been trying to love in him. We were saying hi to him and just kind of, you know, just being cordial and doing our best to, to, to demonstrate God's love to him. He knows I'm a pastor too. And I, you know, I want to represent Christ. Remember the male lady I told you guys about a few weeks ago? I don't know, it's probably about a month and a half, two weeks, or a month and a half, two months ago. Remember I told you we, our, our male person, the, the guy, he, he was awesome. He loved his job. He was just, he, he was always there, always smiling. All the neighbors knew him. They all loved him. He was a great guy. And now we have this new male lady, and then if you ask her, how you doing? She'll say, well, I'll be doing pretty good as soon as I'm done with this route. And, you know, she's just, you know, she doesn't like her job. And I brought that up, you know? And it's true. It's not, you know, I, I felt bad that I, you know, exposed that to all you guys in Facebook land out there. But, but it's just true. She just doesn't really like her job, you know. So, so I just, I was using it as an illustration. Well, our neighbors, Alina and Bobby, they're our neighbors, right? So they live next to us. They have the same, same male lady. 
Well, they wrote a little card for her. They put a little gift card in there and said, God bless you, and we appreciate you. And they put it in, you know, the mailbox for her. And then she wrote a, a letter back to them, right, a card back to them, saying, thank you, God bless you. And I'm thinking, you idiot, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I'm up here teaching about love, and that's, they're applying the love. They're, that's what you're supposed to do. We're to walk in love. That means when people are rude to us, we don't respond in pride. We don't respond in wrath. We, we respond in love. Do you know that can only be done by the Holy Spirit? God's called us to love one another, to walk in love. I'm going to read this to you, 1 Peter 3.8. Finally, all of you, so if you think you're exempt, Apostle Peter says, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, what does it say? Can we say that together? Blessings. Blessings. Do you know what that says? Not returning evil with evil or reviling with reviling, but, but blessings. So when someone's rude to us, when someone's mean to us, when someone cuts us off, that we are instructed. Did you notice every one of us are instructed to do what, you know, to, to bless them? to do what Bobby and Alina did, to, to bless those people. When someone cuts you off on the expressway, do you feel like blessing them? We're called to bless. Check this out. Knowing, this is the good part. That's the tough part, but listen. Look at this motivation. Knowing that you were called to this, so you're called to this, to return blessings on those that revile you and those that are evil, to bless them. Why? Look at That you may inherit a blessing. We're going to inherit a blessing. So we bless other people. Someone, someone rips you off. Someone steals from you. And you, you know, you're like, Lord, get them whatever you do, whatever you want to do. But I'm just going to be a blessing to them. Guess what? God's going to bless you. And it doesn't stop there. I'm going to read verse 10. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. Refrain your tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Don't be deceitful. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. God's eyes are open to us because we're righteous in Christ. His ears are open to us. He hears us, and we can go to him when someone hurts us, when someone's evil, when someone's rude. We go to the cross. We go to him. We go to the throne of God, and we, we ask him to help us. But look at this. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So God will take care of it. Verse 13, and who is he who will harm you if you become a follower, excuse me, you become followers of what is good? So God's saying, I've got your back. And as Chad would always say, like a chiropractor, right? I got your back. What does that even mean? I don't know, but I just, <laughs> verse 13, check it out. And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? So Peter, the apostle Peter is saying, don't worry who's going to harm you if you do what's good. God is against those that are evil. God will take care of it. But verse 14, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are, can we say that word again? Blessed. God is going to bless you if you suffer for righteousness sake. And do not be afraid of their threats nor be troubled. Amen? Don't you love that? How many saw the sky, how it looked on Monday with all the ashes coming down and 
Didn't it look like, like the end of the world type thing with the fires and everything, with the Anaheim fires? We went to Westminster, so when we were there, we were closer, a little bit closer to the fires where we were at, and ash, is, you know, ash was falling down and stuff. And it was just, I'm looking at the sky thinking, wow, this looks like we are in end times. And I went to Chipotle and I, for lunch and <laughs> comfort food. And the guy, in, the young guy in his 20s, he was in, the, in line in front of me. And I kid you not, I'm standing there and he looks back at me. He says, can I ask you a serious question? I said, yeah. He goes, why do the clouds look like that? And I says, well, either there's some real heavy-duty fires in Anaheim. I said, or Jesus is coming back and it's the end times. <laughs> Listen to this. He looked at me with all seriousness. He goes, that's what I thought. I really think it looks like the end of the world. And I says, well, let me tell you, it's coming. But let me tell you this, Jesus is the only way out. And I started sharing Jesus with him and telling him, listen, Jesus died for you. This is not the end of the world yet, but it's coming real soon. And Jesus Christ is the only way out. As we talk about walking in love, the best way we can love people is tell them the truth about Jesus. I believe we are living in the last of the last days. I believe the rapture of the church can happen at any time. I know different people have different eschatology, different understandings, but I believe he can come at any time. Let's love people around us. Let's share the gospel of Jesus. Let's tell them the truth. Amen. Let's walk in love. Let's walk in truth. I'm going to put one more verse up there. Let's close with this verse. 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, verse 4. Can we read it together? Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Love never fails. How do we walk? In truth and love. In truth and love. Because love never fails. Amen. Hi, K-Wave listeners. Hope you're having a blessed summer. want to take a moment to remind you to mark your calendars for Saturday, September 1st, this coming Labor Day weekend. It's the Labor of Love 2018 Music Festival. It's a free event at the Bolsa Chica State Beach on the corner of Warner Avenue and Pacific Coast Highway. This year's headliner will be Matthew West. Along with recording artists Holland and Jordan Felice. Our exciting musical lineup will start with our very own house band, Anchor 247. And from Canada, Manifest. There's lots of activities to enjoy for the kids, raffle prizes, surfboards, skateboards, bicycles, and approximately 100 vendors. And of course, great food. The day starts at 11 a.m. with our special Air Force flyover and Marine Color Guard at the opening ceremony. Bring your unsafe friends and family, your co-workers, your next-door neighbor, everybody. We'd love to see you there. Throughout the event, we'll be sharing the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For more details, go to laboroflovemusicfest.com. 
Music.com. That's LaborOfLoveMusicFest.com. Have a fantastic summer, and we'll see you at LOL 2018, September 1st at the beach. Labor of Love is sponsored in part by Trinity Investments GP. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.